to PeerPod, where you are the peer and we are the pod. Here at the PeerPod studios, we've extracted the sweet, sweet juice from our freshly squeezed student experience and we have bottled it for a reasonable price, free and fresh for the download. We are dripping with knowledge and we really can't wait to share with you our words of motivation, experience and of course, our stories. Hello and welcome back to the PeerPod podcast, the podcast where you are the peers and we here are your pod. We are coming at you from our ThinkSpace studio. I'm your host, Life Coach Layla, and today I am joined in the studio by two fresh voices for you all, introducing Juan Money and Lady Sarah. Hello guys and welcome to the madness. Okay, we know, we know. You're all anxiously waiting for your marks to come back, refreshing the results page. Some of you will be content, for the others, this episode is for you. Today we are talking about the forbidden F word on campus, failure. Let it be known, full disclaimer, that you're not stupid, you're not incapable, you're human trying to do a very hard thing here, and there are so many learning curves in this place. So guys, failure. Have you guys ever failed or just been disappointed in your mark? I think for me a big thing with always working towards a PhD throughout my undergrad was not necessarily failing, but what failure was to me. It might have been not reaching that high distinction that meant I would definitely get into the next postgraduate degree of my dreams or just missing it by one mark would really drive me insane, whereas I'd see my own friends getting marks that were passes, but they were completely content and I felt like there was something wrong with me for being so greedy and wanting a really high mark. What about you, Juan Money? <laughs> <laughs> well, as a personal experience, when I was doing my master's a couple of years ago, I actually struggled a lot while learning how to code because I come from a health background. And I was quite close to failing, to be honest, but in the end, everything went well, luckily. Usually, when you expose yourself to doing something new and to acquiring a new skill or anything, it feels good to feel that sort of challenges in your life. And if you fail, then you should be as proud as if you pass, I think. Taking the risks. It's not supposed to be easy as well. Like, it should be challenging. We are so hard on ourselves for failing, but I think we also have to consider that there are so many factors that can contribute to one's failure. And it doesn't mean that you're stupid. Like, come on, we can wake up, we can have a bad day. Maybe we spend all night cramming. Even it seems like failing is different depending on which faculty you belong to. Because on the last few days, I've been talking to a couple of friends from different schools and different faculties. Uh, this friend of mine who's part of the Faculty of Engineering he told me that around 50% of students there expect to fail at some point. And then I was also talking to this girl from Sols. She thought that maybe around 30% of students will fail a unit uh, sooner or later. So like there's almost like this expected... Yeah, this ratio of pass-fails. Yeah. I've had that in a pathology class before the lecturer. He was almost proud of it that he was able to show a pie graph of how many people in his class previously don't pass and how many just get passes and how many maybe get a distinction. He's like, when you get a high distinction in this subject, you'll be a qualified bioscientist. And it's just so full on for any student to walk into that as your first lecture, you immediately have this thought of failure for the rest of the semester up until you do that final exam. You're like, will I pass? So guys, I actually have a confession to make. Guess who failed their first year chemistry class? That was me. And it wasn't because I didn't know the content. It was simply because I didn't actually know how to apply that content with the types of questions that they gave. So this was me entering first year university and trying to figure out exactly how to study and how to structure things. And okay, it didn't help that I didn't really enjoy chemistry, but 
I did work really hard to try to understand the content. So when I got the questions, I remember just thinking they were all like formulas and things like that that I had to apply and I just, I blanked. It was something that was such like a shame point for me to be like, oh, I have this like blur, this mark on my, my like university transcript and I'm so ashamed of it for so long. Admittedly, it's like so many years ago now, it's like... <laughs> It's just, that was younger me's issue, but I had so much anxiety built up over just receiving that mark and just feeling like, you know, it was first semester, first year, and it just knocked my confidence completely. So I really empathize with people that have failure unit, and I just think, I know that anxiety and I know that feeling of just like, damn, I worked hard. Like, I wasn't, you know, messing around. I really worked hard and I really tried, but and what I learned was that there's definitely a method of ways of going about things and I just didn't go about it the right way. But the really great thing was, was that I actually did, you know, there was redemption, there was like second semester and then I also did a summer school. So while everyone was out like enjoying the beach, I was here at university doing with my little like summer school buddies, which was like quite a big class as well. So it's not, you know, it wasn't just me and the professor and him being like shaking his head, like, what have you done? What I discovered was that you really need to study past papers. And for, particularly for some courses, I think this is something that really helped me with. I didn't look at a single past paper because I didn't know university had them. What I did for my second semester in chemistry, my bounce back was that I actually religiously studied those past papers for chemistry and I understood the types of questions I was going to be getting and how I could actually apply the knowledge and the content to make sure I wasn't in that position again. And then I did really well. But it's still like it stays with you. Like I even just mentioning it on the podcast, like I feel like it's like my dirty little shame story. You get told all throughout uni that, oh, you'll pass, you'll pass. Looking back now, I am glad I did go through that because it really did shape the way that I approached my study. And it shaped the way I actually, just how I felt about learning as well. You failed, you got over it. And now you're doing a PhD, right? The friend that I was speaking to from engineering, he's also doing a PhD. And the girl I spoke to from Seoul's, she just finished her, her honors degree. So I guess that the takeaway that I want to uh, give here is failing a unit is not the end of your life, it's not the end of your career. And there are a lot of great things that you can learn from failing. This girl that I was speaking with, uh, she told me that failing actually helped her to get to know herself much better, mm. to get to know what kind of things work for her, what sort of things doesn't. And then she moved on. And she ended up being like a really success successful student as well. You can learn a lot out of that. For the average mark, they don't count first year marks. No, not if you're heading towards a higher degree. Your WAM is normally calculated post first year if you're in a four year degree. The fact that you're sharing this story with us right now, and you being like a PhD student, a successful PhD student, you're turning that failure into a success story. Part of the reason why I'm really excited about people is just I want to be able to share our stories and be raw about it and be just candid and have that mutual understanding of like the university experience is not just a perfect straightforward thing and that that's okay and I'm such I've said it in so many different previous episodes so if you're a fan of the podcast you'll know I always say own your own journey and I think there's something that's so empowering is like not to model well not to compare yourself to you know your friends or anyone else or you know they're having their university experience and you're having yours and if yours isn't straightforward and things happen that's completely okay you haven't failed but how do you think you would feel if you did let's talk hypothetical then um i'm a very anxious studier so for me i'm always chasing the highest mark possible and i know it sounds really weird when i say this but coming from a low socioeconomic background for me the money i'm putting into my studies 
I'm going to get the most out of it. I want to try and earn back as much of that money that I'm putting in to get a really high mark. So for me, the idea of failing just distresses me so much. Like I would get distressed when I didn't get the mark that I thought I deserved and it would sometimes stunt me in learning because I would be so stubborn about what I deserved rather than what I'd earned. And that was a big journey for me throughout my degree was coming to terms with what I'd earned rather than what I had this idea in my head that I deserved because I was attending every lecture. That doesn't necessarily mean you're the best student. Yeah, absolutely. And as like we just discussed before, there were so many factors that can contribute to you know, making or breaking that exam as well. Yeah. I get that a lot of people will feel shame. Maybe they will feel some sort of uh, loss of status. But for me as an international student, money would be a big deal as well. Mm. Because when I got here to Australia uh, almost three years ago, I had to get a huge loan to pay for my, my studies here. So failing, it wasn't much of an option, to be honest. If I had failed, probably I wouldn't be here, to be honest. I would have went back to my country without money. <laughs> Maybe, I don't <laughs> in know. In a big debt. Uh, yeah, in a big debt and just... My story will be a bit different, to be honest. But there are some resources here at university that you can access when you're a student. The university is not failing anyone <laughs> because they want to be mean. It's just a part of the course. I had my summer school units, which caught me up completely. Summer school can be quite fun. It does, and I think it helps you again hone those study skills and what works. And like... I find you have to be kind of different for each subject as well. You know, I've known people that have failed multiple in their first year and are still doing amazing things now, so it can happen. If you did a postgraduate degree, no one's going to be looking at your undergraduate degree. They're going to be looking at your last postgraduate degree. Mm. If you get a new job, they're going to be looking at your postgraduate degree. You get a job after mm. that, they're going to be looking at the last job you had. So there's always this chance to sort of, I don't know, maybe sweep the past yeah. under the rug. <laughs> it's yeah. just like your, um, your ATAR. No one really questions you when you're in your undergraduate degree. Like, maybe the first semester people are like, oh, what was your ATAR? How did you go in the HSC? Like, mm -hmm. what marks did you get when you finished your final year of high school? People stop caring about that. And when you did that, those final exams, that felt like the, that could be the end of your world, like the make or break point. And then if you look back on that now, you're kind of like, oh, no one, no one cares how I went in that. That's yeah. good. Like, it, no matter if it was brilliant or if it was terrible, that didn't define you. It didn't change who you are at this point, like, because you moved on. And you'll move on from any failure in your university degree because you won't let it stop you. There are things you can do at university that will boost your CV in incredible ways. Or you might have certain skill sets that aren't tested on and that's not what your mark reflects. And there are also things you can do at university, like extracurricular stuff, be parts of different committees and societies and and also show your skill sets there as well and prove to people that you do have additional skill sets. Knowing how to deal with failure is also a skill quite useful, mm. particularly after university. Because that's a bit unique about university. Here you fail a whole unit, but when you're out there working for somebody, working for a big firm, for a big company or anything, you can fail on a daily basis. Even when you're a PhD, when you're doing your PhD and you have to run some experiments, you can fail every week. And if you don't know how to deal with failure, then you're in big trouble because the implications are even bigger than failing a single unit of study. Anyone going into a PhD is going to fail at some point along the way getting their data, no matter what um, it is. Yeah. I know, like, particularly I can speak for in research. Everyone knows that there's a such 
a lengthy period of optimization for what you actually need, want to do and achieve. And optimization means you got to figure out what's going to work. So you're going to come across a lot of things that don't work unless you're super, super lucky, which if that's the case, congratulations, you're rare and special in that. But for the most of us, we're going to be slaving over our lab benches or whatever data we have. Everything's not going to work out. And I love that you said that because that's that resilience and that's that day-to-day life doesn't go completely to plan as well. I, I know for a fact that when you go for a lot of jobs or you go for that internship position, sometimes one of the interviewer's favourite questions that I even used to ask this when I worked like my retail job doing undergraduates, when I had to get new Christmas stuff, I'd be like, and how do you deal with stress and failure? Because it's a part of everyday life. And once you know how to incorporate that and kind of grow from it that's the difference between getting a job or even getting certain friends and not that person that you're like oh they're so perfect they've never had to fail they've never was struggled with their marks that person might struggle in that instance when they're told how do you deal with failure can you give me an example whereas if you have gone through an issue with these exams and you're like oh my gosh I've failed that could be your story. I failed first year chem and I actually grew from that. So what are your self-care tips going forward? So if someone's received their mark now, what would we say for self-care? Because this is going to be really important. This is like we, we can't just throw ourselves into you know, a depressive state. We need to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Self-care. For me, from what I tell my students and what I would tell myself when things would be really weird, even when it comes to re-enrollment at the end of the year, because you get that piled on top of your results too and you sometimes have no idea. Step one, work out who to call. It could be you call your mum because you don't know what to do. You call a friend because you're stressed and then you need to have a plan. So the next person you call after you've kind of calmed yourself down, you've gotten yourself together, call the university. Call the lecturer and if you can't get onto them, find your faculty advisor within your handbook and just go through the steps. See who you can talk to to understand what's going on because you want to be aware of your situation and whether it could have been a mistake. I know a friend who was failed a unit and she was really confused because she'd been so diligent and it was a marketing subject that she was really, really good at because that was her end goal career. And it turned out they had actually skipped two pages of her exam. She went from a failing mark to a a distinction mark. Someone made a clerical error. You can always make that call and be like, hi, is it possible to discuss my mark further? Is there a way that I can find out if there's extracurricular? Is there an exam that wasn't counted? Just finding out your status and your situation with that fail. Anxiety is high and even depression. So it is, it's a very real thing and I completely understand those feelings. So let's get that under control and make sure that we're being healthy about our approach Um, and talk to the right people. Yeah, just work your way forward. Keep moving forward, find out what you need to do talking to the right people. Um, University is here to support you as well. There are are many things that we can do. You know, SRC, if you need to talk to them. Um, We also have super for postgraduate students as well. Get in touch with them, send them an email. They're all really friendly, super nice, helpful people. And I guarantee you, you will get it. You'll get it. If you are struggling with depression, anxiety, or any sort of uh, mental illness, to, and you have been diagnosed with that, you have visited uh, a GP, you can access uh, disability services here at the university, and they can help you. They can give you special consideration uh, during exam period. So don't be afraid to take that really brave step. Visit a GP, yeah. do what you need to do, take care of yourself. Yeah. Special consideration is there for a reason. If something happens day of exam, um, and I know there's there's so much anxiety around it, if that's going to impact how you're going to perform, it's important that you move 
accordingly to try to put yourself in the best position. So if you do need to apply for special consideration, um, have a doctor's certificate and things like that, make sure you do those things because it would be such a shame to work so hard and to have something happen right at the very end that and it happens. You know, people get migraines, people, you know, get sick. There are just a whole yeah. bunch of things that can happen. So I, Yeah, I have to admit, I did my first exam with my full cohort of students and after that, I wasn't brave enough to go to disability services, although I'd been recommended them upon enrolment due to some prior conditions. And it might make you feel different and it might make you feel silly or you might be like, oh, it's only this. I can be fine. I'm sure I'm just overreacting. I found that once I did that first exam and it was me and a hundred and something people in that room and I almost risked that whole subject for my own pride of not wanting to admit that I probably needed to have some exemptions in my exam because physically I can't sit an exam very well. So making that choice to go to disability services is really an easy one in the long term. It's a simple process. They will walk you through it and it ultimately helps you not just at the point of exams, but it helps you all throughout semester mm -hmm. if you are struggling or if you have special conditions that you need so you can continue or if you have a condition that means you'll miss lectures or physically attending them is exquisitely stressful. You can talk to someone through that and it might not help you with your fail this semester but I do highly encourage going to them because they are an awesome awesome team of people and no matter what your affliction is or what stops you from being able to complete even coursework or exam work they will find a way to make it as easy as possible and I am eternally grateful to them because for me I wouldn't have been able to get any of my marks without the exceptions they made for me to be able to sit exams. I love that you said that. At this stage of my life, I'm not afraid to ask for help. I know previously I was. Um, I was definitely one of those people that was just like, I have to figure it out on my own. But ultimately, all that does is just delay your progress. So you can try to figure it out on your own, but then you'll soon discover later that you actually would have just benefited from the help and yeah. it's almost like a shortcut to the solution. Yeah. So don't make it no, you don't have to tell everyone. It's completely anonymous too. Yeah, it absolutely. Was, yeah, it was my secret shame for ages because people would ask me where I was during the exams because people knew my name and where I should be sitting. Too, I would just yeah. be like, oh, oh. <laughs> it was really hard to kind of work out an answer sometimes to be like, oh, I sit my exam somewhere else. But there's nothing, I really got over that after a couple of years because I was like, actually, I sit my exams separate from everyone. And you don't have to tell them why. You can just say, I sit my exam separately. If you can avoid the fail from the conditions, you yeah. should. And it's so important to be aware of all of these services and stuff as well. Because for me, when I was doing my master's as well, I wasn't aware of these at all. The only thing I knew was that I was supposed to go there, take a seat, do the exam the best I could, and that's it. I didn't know there was a B option there. And that's part of why we have this podcast, Peabody, is to let you guys know what services are available to you. And also, we are PLAs, so you can find us in your local libraries in our red shirts. So, you know, you want to inquire about certain services, we can hook you up. We can let you know what's out there, and we can find the best type of service for you. So I think it's important now as well is once you've sorted out your administrative stuff, once you've done all the paperwork and whatever needed to be done, Take a break. Really just decompress and get it out of your system. Semester's over. You worked hard. Just you've got to let it go and move forward after that point. You've done everything you possibly can. There's no point continuing to dwell on it. So instead of writing yourself off and saying, oh, I'm, I'm a failure, I'm stupid, just because this one, one chemistry <laughs> exam didn't go well. <laughs> 
just because of that, don't tell yourself you're a failure because you, you have so many more successes and so many more things that make up you. So instead of saying, I'm a failure, say, okay, well, maybe I could have done better in that situation, in that exam, and these are the things I'm going to do going forward. So just reframe it. It's not no blanket statements. I'm a failure. I'm this, I'm that. Cut it out. We don't need yep. it. It's just sapping energy from us. Isolate what you know went wrong to that problem. So it was something went wrong in that very small corner of your life mm -hmm. and you've done all you can now administrative-wise to get your feet back. Use that energy you have instead of being depressed about it. Use it to boost you, to motivate you, to do better in anything else. Remember that failing is part of life. You can only go so far without failing. You will fail eventually and you're going to have to learn how to cope with it. If it was in uni, that's okay. There's nothing wrong about that. If it was later in life, that's fine as well, as long as when the time comes, you know how to behave, how to do, and be brave enough to take the next step. And be healthy about it. Sometimes just doing the thing you enjoy helps you to forget about yeah. everything else. Live the moment. Get all that Christmas shopping done. Exactly. Smash just, it out. Just get into those shops and, and use all that energy and push through all the trolleys. <laughs> you can do it. It really shows you what people are around you. Like, you'll have that friend that will be like, it doesn't matter, let's just go get coffee, let's relax. Okay, tomorrow we'll make a plan. And you'll have that friend that will be like, oh, I can't believe you failed. How'd you fail? It was so easy. How'd you fail? And you're like, if you have that oh, kind of friends, if that's your friend, we're yeah. going to rethink that friend and workshop. Go to places where you meet awesome people. We have a whole bunch of places like that with our PLA activities. Yeah, so come talk to us. Come and talk Do you know to how us. People talk to us about things like failing and, and things not going well, or like their assignments not going well, and things like that. Like they come up to us and they vent, and I absolutely love it. And they always say that they feel so much better about it. Like you might not want to admit any of these things to your friends, family, or whoever. And you know what? It's completely up to yeah. you. You have like who you want to tell and um, what you want to do with that information. It's your life. Mm -hmm. But if you just want someone to vent who, you know, just come talk to us. Yeah, and find us, your anonymous stranger. Exactly, Let us know. Yeah. We can help you workshop through it as well. I'll probably make you a tea. Yeah, yeah not, 3D print something. I really do love students that come to us and are like, this isn't going well. And I'll be like, let's have a chat. And we know the hacks around finding your database for your subject and seeing if we can find a way to help. That's our whole role in this library space is to be a peer learning advisor. We're 100% there for you. And most of us yeah. kind of go a bit extra on it because we're so excited that you value us enough to come to us. We love it. The yeah. student experience is not an easy one. And I just, I want everyone to make it through and to have enjoyed the experience. I was bitter about so much of my experience. I pushed myself. I didn't deal with things like my mental health was just all over the shop. And looking back, I really wish I, you know, implemented some of these things that I'm telling you guys through this podcast. So I completely understand the journey, and that's the beauty of a PLA. Like we have been students for like forever. too long. So yeah, too way long. too long, as my family will say, way too long. When are you gonna get around? If you're not sure who to talk to, just look up the PLA hours on the library and find one of us. Probably help you untangle that ball of string. So to wrap up today's episode, guys, what's your take-home tip for dealing with failure or a bad mark or just life? One money, Sarah? Failure is a natural part of life. You can fail any day. What's important is just to take the next step and, yeah, keep going, looking up. Lady Sarah. <laughs> well, thank you. Mine is just use that energy you get from failing. Instead of just curling up in a ball, try as hard as you can, put on fresh pyjamas and be proactive. Call someone. I don't care if it's your mum, your friend, a robocaller that you've worked out is a really fun thing to prank. 
just call someone and try and make sure you voice your concerns about what's going on and then call your unit of study coordinator. Just be proactive and spend one day on that and then the next day is you day. That's, that is Netflix, that is hot food, that is sleeping in, it's just not caring anymore. And then once your plan starts falling into place, you'll feel so much better. Yeah, I was going to say something along the lines of just reinvesting that energy into something that is proactive, productive, and that's going to help you understanding there'll be things that you can change and move, but then there are things that you just can't. And this is one of those things that's happened. You can't change it. And so let's move forward. And just owning our journey. But also, maybe it's a good time to stop and think about your life choices. Why did you fail? Maybe you're not so motivated studying what you're studying at the moment. Maybe you're important no matter what your mark was. Absolutely. Someone out there yeah. values you so, so much. Even if you don't feel like it right now, even if you yourself don't value you, someone else out there does. A mark won't define your path unless you let it. So don't make it a big deal out of it. A little bit of failure, I think, is really character building. Well, there you have it. Thanks for joining us for our episode on the F word. See you in the next episode. Peerport is recorded and produced by the library's peer learning advisors in the ThinkSpace One Button Recording Studio on Gadigal Land, 